Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Macabre Matinee with Craig and Sean. As per usual, I am Craig Lance. And I'm Sean, Bearded Capilin. Well, it's nice to join you again, Sean, as we uh, head towards our final of the original Friday the 13th movies with Jason X. Yes, sir. We ready to do this? Uh, we are as ready as we are going to be after last week's. I think we're <laughs> I think we're both extremely happy to move on regardless of our feelings on this film. <laughs> I think that in comparison, this movie looks like uh, Citizen Kane. So. <laughs> in space. In space. So uh, it's time for our weekly spoiler warning. Uh, yes. Once again, guys, we can't talk about these movies without spoiling them. So if you haven't seen Jason X and you don't want to be spoiled, now is your chance. Press pause and go watch the movie and then come back and finish listening to our wonderful episode. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so let's get to it. Um, Again, this is Jason X, Uber Jason in Space. Uh, (laughs) A.K.A. Apollo the 13th. Yes, something like that. Yeah. Friday the 13th, The Next Generation. Um, (laughs) Deep Space Jason. (laughs) Yes, all of those things. All the puns, Uh, yeah. You know, it's like every horror franchise, well, just about, I I say every, a handful of them all decided to do this, right, where they go to space. I mean, inevitably, it has to to happen. And to my knowledge, and this is not... This is a I mean, this is a blanket statement, which maybe we need to keep track of all the in space movies that went out there, or all the movies you know that went to in space that didn't start off originally. Like which one is the best? Because this one, in my opinion, is up there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, the three I can think of off the top of my head. It's definitely at the top. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's uh, let's dive into this. So this one was released in two thousand and one which was, I believe, about eight years after the previous episode. Yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, so it, this one's uh, directed by Jesse, or I'm sorry, James Isaac, and it's written by Todd Farmer, and it stars Lexa Doin, I think is how you say her name, as Rowan. Um, Sean, you know where you might recognize her from? You know, she looked familiar, but I did not look into her IMDb. Where do I know her from? She... She played Talia Al Ghul in Arrow. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I I kept thinking, man, she looks familiar, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, well, that's where I know her. Yeah, I, I um, uh, would not have would not have connected that if I if you didn't tell me or if I looked it up, <laughs> that would have been the only way. <laughs> um, Lisa Ryder plays KM thirteen, the android. We'll just call her KM the rest of the time. All right. Chuck Campbell plays. Sunarin, and then Peter Minza is Broski or Brodsky. Um, most notably, you know him from his time on Spartacus, right? <laughs> um, and then, of course, Kane Hodder returning in his final role as Jason, I believe. Uh, that is unfortunately correct. Yeah. Um, you know, he we've spoke about it, he was really good in the role. Uh, Suffered through a couple of crappy movies, but two of the better ones, or one of the best ones, and then one of the middle of the road ones, probably. But right. um, So this one opens somewhere in the early to late to 
2000s so basically in the 2000s <laughs> <laughs> right, right. it doesn't really give you a time frame um but you just know it's the 2000s that they're at the crystal lake research facility where jason is chained up and guarded while they await their opportunity to cryogenically freeze him until they can figure out what the hell they're going to do with him <laughs> right <laughs> Shortly after the opening, Dr. Wimmer, who is played by none other than David Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah. Adam, <laughs> that's a, that is a random ass cameo. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, shows up and uh, has decided that Jason's regenerative, regenerative powers <laughs> are too, vul- uh, too valuable to be put on ice, so to speak. And as they go to prepare Jason for transfer, he, of course, does what Jason does, escapes and (laughs) kills all of the military. Well, not all of them, but just the ones that are there with Dr. Wimmer. Right. And Dr. Wimmer, uh, leaving Rowan as the lone person in the facility to try and recontain Jason. She... uh, finally coerces him to get into a cryo chamber uh, (laughs) where she starts the process of freezing him. However, he stabs her through the chamber and the breach causes a lockdown, freezing them both. So we fast forward to the year 2445. Earth is now a barren wasteland only visited by universities to see what they can find left to steal and... Take back to Earth 2 and sell, apparently. Um, and I'm assuming that they've started the process of destroying Earth 2, because that's <laughs> apparently what humanity does. Well, yeah. so, <laughs> we know what we're good at, and we stick to it, you know? That's right. That's right. And Jason knows what he's good at, and he <laughs> sticks to it as well. You're damn right. <laughs> so the expedition finds Jason and Rowan, They uh, determine Rowan can be saved and take both Jason and Rowan to their spaceship, um, where apparently is full of a bunch of co-ed, horny college students. Uh, (laughs) Rowan is... uh, The the sexiest scientists you'll ever see. (laughs) They all dress like runway models while doing, you know, (laughs) not not sterilized scrubs or anything, just mid-drifts and open shirts and... The future is because awesome. Future, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. 400 years from now, everything is great. Right. Unless you pick up Jason on an expedition. <laughs> right. Rowan is soon uh, woken and healed. And in the meantime, Jason being, uh, is being dissected and examined. And as his body thaws, he, of course, regenerates and starts killing his way through the ship. Rowan warns everyone that Jason is an unstoppable killing machine and that they tried to uh, put him to death like five different times before they decided to cryogenically freeze him because he is unstoppable. We also find out that hockey was outlawed in 2024, so (laughs) if you are a hockey fan... You've got three years left. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> I totally made a note of that, too. That, that cracked me up. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, hockey's going to be banned very soon. <laughs> um, all the students and uh, the professor hide in the lab while the on-staff 
military personnel hunt Jason, or rather while Jason hunts the military career. Jason channels his inner Rambo and quietly <laughs> picks off the military crew one by one. The kids feel like if they can just make it to the nearby space station, they will survive. However, just as they are celebrating their chance at survival, Jason kills the pilot <laughs> and the out of control spaceship hurls itself through the space station, destroying it and everyone on board. Uh, also damaging their ship quite a bit. Um, They're now adrift in space as Jason makes his way for the students. Um, As he gets to the lab, the kids manage to escape, and Jason attacks the professor, who believes believes Jason is only there because he wants his machete back. (laughs) The the single greatest line in the franchise (laughs) history. It's okay, everyone. He just wants his machete back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy either. Um, As the spaceship is is adrift in space, Jason's stalking the students. Uh, The students decide that they can escape via the shuttle that they use to do their expeditions in, and they split up to make it easier for Jason to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rowan finds Broski, Brodsky, I'm just going to call him Broski because it seems more, right? you know, uh, appropriate to the setting. <laughs> so Rowan finds Broski still alive. Um, Broski, by the way, is uh, was the sergeant of the military, if I wasn't clear about that. And as they head uh, back to the shuttle, one of the girls panics and locks everyone else out of the shuttle and then launches the shuttle into the spaceship. As you do. (laughs) And destroys their only hope of escape and another large portion of their ship. Um, Sunarin reprograms KM to take on Jason, and she manages to kick his ass, even blowing his head clean off his shoulders. This leaves uh, KM, Sunarin... Rowan, Broski, and two other nameless students alive. Uh, they are held by another ship that is on their way to answer the distress distress call, and they realize that they have to blow up part of the ship to uh, contain their uh, life support system so they can survive until that ship gets there. In the meantime, the, sh- the ship's AI has decided to save Jason... <laughs> using its nanotechnology, creating Mecha Uber Jason. (laughs) I think technically they call him Uber Jason in the credits. It is, uh, uh, yeah, it's officially uh, credited as Uber Jason because for a short period in the early 2000s, remember Uber was just a thing? Everyone said. (laughs) (laughs) It was, and remember how valuable DVDs were going to be in the future? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the ship even decided that Jason needed some Sith eyes and restored both of his eyes. For the first time in Jason's life, he has two eyes, and they are evenly spaced and both open at the same time. That's true. Instead of the alternating, which eye is it that's messed up? Right. Uh, one of the students sacrifices himself to blow Jason into space, uh, but that doesn't even stop Jason, who has the ability to 
propel himself in space now that he's uber Jason. Uh, uh, naturally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't show it. I'm assuming he grabbed a hold of the hull of the ship and drug himself around or something. But Most likely. Uh, yeah. Eventually, the other ship shows up, and as they try to get on board, Jason tries to enter the new ship. Broski in an evac suit tackles Jason and takes him through space towards Earth 2 because they were that close to Earth 2 but yet had to wait for a, another <laughs> ship to come save them. Yep. Uh, they, they enter the atmosphere and land in a lake where two teenagers decide to go investigate. And Jason now has a whole new world to terrorize in 2445. <laughs> So that's pretty much the sum of it. Of course, there's a lot more stuff that happens, but, um, you know, leave a little bit in there for your imagination. Of course. Yeah, so I felt like um, overall, even though this movie is set in the future and in space, it, they still managed to find a way to get back to the roots of the franchise with this one. Absolutely. Uh, even with the, uh, by this point, other franchises have gone to space and it's kind of a become a, a trope for horror films this one still it was fun unlike a lot of the others i think you know we still had yep. a lot of the stalking and we like you said we brought back a little bit more of the the jason roots even with a unique setting it had that good feel to it yeah i mean it it's similar to the one uh jason takes manhattan where they're on a ship for or a yacht for half of the ship right. uh, movie <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. It's a way to get Jason in an enclosed space with a bunch of people so he can kill them, right? Oh, for sure. But it, it definitely has the feel of a Jason movie. Um, the You know, they pretty much ignored everything from the last movie. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. for at the very beginning. I don't know if you caught this or not, but when they're operating on Jason or whatever they're doing, it uh -huh. kind of appears like he's rising from a hellish landscape with all this fire and stuff in the background. And that, to me, was about as close as they got to acknowledging that the last movie even existed. Uh, possible. Uh, I, I, that's not how I oh, kind of looked at it, because, like, you know, it was, um, A, it was a very Danny Elfman-style opening with the music yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, yeah. the feel. Like, that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was supposed to be, like his mind okay uh, or like the inside of his because this whole thing you know there's a big emphasis on the reconstruction of him and genetic right you know building so they kind of like showed the hellish landscape that is his body is how i kind of read it but yeah, i guess but, but I mean, the hell I thing yeah I, I see i see where you're coming from on that i i, I can I get mean, behind if that. i could just well, it could just be me reading too much into it, too, but I, I did have that feeling when I was first watching it. And then it, like, goes to him opening his eyes, so to me it was like his essence, spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it, returning from hell, entering his body, and his eyes open, and he sees a doctor oh, operating yeah. on him or working on him. You know what? I'll but, buy, you know what? I can buy that a little bit, though, because of... Um... Okay, now here's a wild fan connection here. Okay. Because you notice, <laughs> you notice in this one, Jason's a lot less decomposed. Yes. So let's take the child Jason from the sewer. Yeah. Was captured, sedated this entire time. Jason Goes to Hell was a nightmare, which led eventually into the Versus movie. 
and he's grown okay. in captivity, deformed, weird looking, and he wakes up then in captivity in this hellish landscape he is living in. Yeah, I mean, I could buy that. Just I just made well. it up on the spot, so I know I'm sure there's <laughs> flaws in it, but now I wanted to connect <laughs> the, the past two terrible ones with this, uh, this okay one. This this one's pretty middle of the road for me. We'll get to that. I just got some uh, yeah, my yeah, little we'll notes I'd taken. Like, hey, yeah. after Jason goes to hell, how they had the whole yeah. military set up in the beginning and just ready for him, and then this yeah. one opens with him capturing him. Like, at yeah. first, I was like, okay, why is Jason suddenly so easy to fucking track down and capture and or kill suddenly? But then Because it, a new production company? Right, right. But if you want to kind of make some justification... <laughs> If you think about how long he's been killing in one area, they about damn time right. they got their shit together and were able to kind of figure out his pattern. So I'm kind I mean, of- I actually, <laughs> I had that thought in the last movie was like, yeah, it's about time the military came in and stopped him, you know, right. or the FBI came in and stopped him. So right. What I did like also is uh, after he's cryogenically frozen and found in the future. That even frozen Jason can still dismember dumbass teenagers when he just fell over and cut off. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I can't think of the, you know the kind Azrael. of Azrael, Azrael. the stoner kid's arm, which I thought was funny. <laughs> He's so damn dumb. Even a frozen Jason can still kill him if it wasn't well, for technology. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, got a coffee mug stuck to his hand, and he's banging it on Jason's <laughs> cryo chamber, and yeah. Uh, that and I, so, I oh go ahead go ahead. No, I was gonna say that something I noticed is this movie borrows really heavily from Star Trek, specifically the Next Generation, which was pretty popular about that time. Oh sure. Um, you got uh, KM the android that moves and acts a lot like Data, except she actually can show emotions. Right. You have a holodeck, uh, which they used to distract Jason at one point. <laughs> right. Um, and. At one point, uh, Rowan even asked them if they can beam off the ship. So, <laughs> right, you know. Oh, there's a there's a lot of like, I mean, Star Trek especially, but there's you know, you kind of get a lot of nods. I mean, aliens with the Marines sitting there on the uh, spaceship. I think, yeah, for sure, was a hundred percent there. Uh, the uh, I think their their gear kind of reminded me a little bit of Starship Troopers. Yeah, it was a little honestly corny corny looking absolutely the gear which is but what, uh, which, yeah which to me is starship troopers they have like you know all this exactly. advanced technology and they basically just have world war ii helmets and shit on them <laughs> but, oh yeah uh, and they got a uh, uh for some reason you need to put a fluorescent light that shines onto your face as a marine because you don't yeah. want to be in the dark <laughs> it's scary <laughs> in the dark bro. in the future everyone has a nightlight no, because yes, yes. but uh, I, I did get a giggle. Does I'm calling it uh, uh, Earth Two? I'm like, okay, so <laughs> Jason's part of DC's Earth Two uh, continuity now. <laughs> well, I mean, it can't hurt anything. <laughs> and I like that he's, uh, you know, I know he's been frozen. He's slowly uh, melted, but like you couldn't beat the timing of him sitting on the operating table. You know, she took the mask off, <laughs> which again had a pretty good decomposed face under there. Uh, the yeah. look for the brief second we see it. And then she's going about her business, and then those two teens start start doing the deed, and Jason sits the fuck up like people are having <laughs> sex before marriage. <laughs> yep. Still I've upholding his I've got to go impose my morality on them. <laughs> uh, I, I do like, so we mentioned how hockey is banned 
in three years, our time recording. Um, <laughs> that uh, see, that line just cracked me up. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I did like the uh, the line of like, uh, which a uh, when the main girl like picks up the super futuristic space shotgun and and like, can you use that? Goes, it's just like riding a bike. A, it's not. That's a sci-fi shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> right. But B, the right. student said, "What's a bike?" So at yeah. some point, bicycles no longer exist in the future. So cyclists, <laughs> your time is nigh. Uh, yeah. But like little the cyclists thing, and yeah. hockey players, get your act together, right? Because it's about over for you, right? But I think some of the humor, which also kind of incidentally kind of built, did a little world building. Like, yeah. uh, like I like the uh, he wasn't a pilot; he was kind of like I guess they're like maybe they're engineer or just kind of repairman. And he's yeah. talking about, like, they saw the pilot chopped up the bits. He goes, this was nothing. During the Microsoft conflict, uh, we were beating each other <laughs> with our own limbs. So at some point, Microsoft got so tired of Xbox sales being so poor <laughs> that they went to war. <laughs> and it was apparently super hardcore and awesome. <laughs> yeah, who did they go to war with? And was it just gamers beating each other with their own limbs? We I, want to know these things, just I, like we wanted to know what the Clone Wars were in Star Wars. <laughs> Dude, like when we get the CG animated uh, Microsoft Conflict Saga on, on uh, HBO Max, and it's going to just right. totally open up the entire future to this. But uh, those are just some of like my, my my thoughts while watching this film. I do have a little bit of a little background info though, if you're interested. Okay, yeah, share share some background uh, info. This is the least censored from the you know MPAA Friday Thirteenth movie in the franchise history. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, based on when it came out, exactly. It, like they finally have started to relax. I guess let it like. Well, I mean, you had nippleless androids in it. Hey, so. well, she had them until they fell off. Okay, like she can't. <laughs> she can't help herself. She was. They were doing their best, but it was basically right. just a few second trimmings of like certain violent scenes. Is all they had to cut. Yeah. Uh, one of the most successful Friday the Thirteenth films. But not in theaters. Uh, the DVD sales apparently really? were just super, super well. It made its profit from after second market after uh, after theatrical release. Oh, okay. Because it okay. did not do well in theaters. Although I saw it in theater, but granted, I didn't help it because I was working there, so I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw it in theater as well. Right. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, in the uh, the virtual reality distraction scene, the Camp Crystal Lake taking him back to his home. Uh, yeah, Betsy Palmer was supposed to return and be oh, his, really? to, to uh, and reprise her role as the mother, as Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, but it was uh, money and lack of interest on her part, which you know, hey, can't blame, <laughs> can't blame if you're you know she's she's been this far absent from the franchise. I mean, she was also 30 years older. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it would have been kind of cool. Uh, apparently, the director... It would have been cool. The idea of it was, though, which was going to be an interesting turn for a, a kind of a change in Jason, was he was going to see the mother and kill her. Showing, well, showing that he has just gone completely away from any humanity he used to have. Well, that would have been, that would have been a pretty cool scene, actually. Uh, to be ex- exactly, it's almost like wow, okay, because it really would differentiate from his living, you know, to avenge the mother and everything, to what he's become now. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but that, that is 
Uh, that would have been good. I would have really enjoyed seeing that scene in there. I mean, the that scene was pretty funny, though. We'll get back to your trivia here in a second. But, oh yeah, 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 sure. But the uh, uh, that scene was pretty cool when they like he's uh, Sonarin's like nineteen eighties, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and they're just completely stereotypical nineteen eighties oh, girls, yeah. and they're like, let's have premarital premarital sex we love it let's smoke some pot and let's like, drink some beers <laughs> and the the acting <laughs> is like intentionally worse yeah no like it was it was a good nod and then of course it was the tribute to the sleeping bag kill well, right was just right hilarious i i cracked the fuck up in the theater <laughs> oh well i was laughing watching it today because he, every time he swings the bag they're going ow yeah, Ow. Ow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was just really funny and and a great, like I said, a good moment with, like you said, with the, the VR room or the hollow deck, as in yeah, call it in Star in Star Trek. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was like definitely a memorable, one of the more memorable scenes of this of this film, for sure. But uh, uh, re- really, that's a lot of like the uh, behind the scenes. Oh, the uh, behind the scenes. Well, except uh, one thing, and it uh, is contradictory to your wrap up of the story. <laughs> uh, acor- okay. According to director, and technically, since this is a future tale, even before the time jump, right? Uh, Jason burned up in the atmosphere. There is nothing left for okay. him to regenerate. This is okay. the death of Jason in that in this film. Okay. Well, it kind of left it. Uh, you know, either or his mask, I guess, landed in the water. And, yeah. You know, I felt it was the same way too. That, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that's. No, that's okay. That's good to know, though, because uh, apparently he is not going to uh, keep killing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on this apparently on thousands of people at this point. So well, te- well and yeah, and uh, here's the, here's one thing too, uh, because like I said, the mask show I, that was what the the director and writers were trying to kind of get across. But of course, leave it in, you know ambiguous just in case. But since yeah, after this, yeah. we had the Versus movie, which was in a technically a pastime line or even an alternate timeline. Right. We really want to get into the multiverse theories with Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and, uh, and then we got the reboot. So as far as this, not that it's wholly connected with the old stuff, although you could still make it a timeline in, of, of sorts. This was the end of Jason. Yeah, well, there you go. That is, I mean, I, like I said, I read it or saw it differently, but if that's what they say their intention was, right. I am all behind that because it uh, fits with what is on the screen and does not distract from the experience at all. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, in my mind, those two teenagers ran off to go check on Jason and what it, the falling star that landed <laughs> in the lake and they got sliced up by a machete that miraculously appeared. I want to believe it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and again, until literally just doing some more research for this review, that's how I always yeah. took it. I mean, he landed yeah. on a lake with campers. What else are they? Implying? Right. But apparently that's what he wanted. <laughs> but honestly, I think he, they were still leaving a very up to interpretation, very ambiguous in case there was ever going to be a continuation. I think the, the knowledge now that it's not continuing with this series, this timeline. Yeah. Uh, I think they went ahead and like, yeah, that, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and honestly, uh, you know, that, as you said, it, the franchise has moved in a different direction and hasn't done anything what in probably 15 years at this point. 
At least, uh, yeah, because this was, yeah. like you said, this was 2001. We had a remake that's also not going anywhere. <laughs> so Yeah. And that was 2009, uh, look at the DVD, so it was around that time. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a minute since they've done anything with this franchise. Yeah, so let's talk about Uber, Jason, a little bit. Right. What, what did you think of Uber, Jason? Because I think that was kind of the, uh, you know, the kind of reveal moment of the movie oh yeah you know i mean it was uh it was all in the marketing you saw that yeah that he was you know this is a souped up jason uh for what they've been doing i guess it's kind of like it fits the theme you know with everything being all sci-fi uh i would have liked if he had hadn't gone out by fighting a matrix android and fast forward (laughs) <laughs> you know, have been the one that 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 took him out into that position, but you yeah, know, again with the, that that scene, we're not going to talk about a whole lot because yeah. it, <laughs> not the yeah. best, not the best, not the highlight of the film. But what it led to no. though is a very interesting look, a very I mean memorable. Whether like I don't, I'm not going to say I hate it, but I'm not going to say like I popped huge for how much it changed. Yeah, I didn't like. Yeah. The, well, main thing I, I didn't like his his new machete, you know. It did, I just yeah. just didn't like the design. It looked a little weird to me. It didn't it didn't flow as good as a good old standard one. But uh, it yeah, didn't bring the I, movie yeah. Down. I just yeah, it doesn't bring the movie down. But it wasn't you know. Does Jason really need an upgrade? <laughs> yeah, it was. You know? I mean, compared to what they tried before, because like obviously New Line got this franchise when it was like we can do Jason. More, I know this was in the 2000s, but to bring the 90s, you know, extreme mentality, right? This is still kind of a leftover. You know, 2001 was still kind of the late 90s anyway, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, this was like uber extreme. He drinks Mountain Dew and kills teenagers, like you know, I mean, like it's what it felt like. Where's my Baja Blast? (laughs) The Baja Blast every time, (laughs) but uh, like I said, it. It was a, it was kind of fitting. I mean, they laid the groundwork with the, with the nano machines, and made the technology. Well, like to me, and this is a this might be a deep dive unless some of y'all are like hardcore like video game fans. The mask was very Splatterhouse. Yeah, and I don't know if that's intentional or not. If it was a, a tribute, awesome. If not, eh, it was very, a little close <laughs> for just trying yeah. to like rip out. He looked he looked very Splatterhouse. And uh, honestly, like, when you look at the whole... Here's the problem I have with it, if anything. Like, give him the the new mask, the, the fixed face, sure, the arm. But there was something about the leg bothered me. Like, that yeah. was, like it was too much. Like, if it was just kind of more the upper torso getting fixed, I think I would have been a little yeah. better with it. Yeah, maybe. It, I, I, it was a little off-putting, but it's as you said, it's not so off-putting that you... Uh you know, takes you from the movie. And honestly, it happens at the end of the movie. So it's not like there's a whole lot of uh, dealing with it. Right. Right. Um, there was one scene in there that I have to bring up because he's got his futurist, futuristic machete. Right. And it's when he kills the professor and he mm-hmm. picks up the other machete and he's wearing a hockey mask. Do you know who that reminded me of? Who was that? Dravis. My D and D character. Oh, 
<laughs> right. Jason was dual wielding machetes for just a moment. He did have a moment. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, he he was holding them both. Yeah, which we haven't yeah. seen him do, and that would have been seeing him go on that a, a been dual hacking spree. <laughs> yeah, would have been. Yeah, would have been great. Yeah, that little, but he had a little Dreamus moment. I can't hate on that. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the score in this movie, we we've kind of quit talking about them, but. Right. Because for the most part in Friday the 13th movies, the score is pretty much non-existent except for when Jason's killing. Yeah. yeah. And then you get the thing, you know. Right. Um, the score in this movie is absolutely distracting to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the best scores in horror movies um, tend to be unnoticeable. Right. And just kind of build tension in the background. But... This one at times actually drew me out of the movie. It was so like out of place. Did you get that feeling or is that just me? Uh, to be honest, like unless the movie is a, like in the the past ones, the, the more stalkerish Jason is really where the right. musical score stood out to me. With this right. one being fairly fast paced, even though we had the stalking moments, it's very yeah. in your face. It's very, again, it, a product of its time. Like there's no subtlety to this one. You know, there's a lot of lot of like one liners that are referential to what's happening. <laughs> oh, this sucks on so many levels. To, yeah. Like, to where honestly, like if it wasn't like Lincoln Park blaring in the background or something, I honestly was not paying much attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just yeah. it, generally I don't notice the score in a movie. Right. You know, but there was a couple of times I was like, "What the hell are they doing there?" But you know, um. You know, overall, this movie—you uh, got some solid acting from Lexa Dewan as is Rowan, right? And Peter Mintz as Broski. Uh, there's a reason why they both went on to do other things. Oh, absolutely. and Peter Mintz, you will definitely recognize when you see him. Yeah, he's popped up um, in a lot of stuff. But he, like you said, uh, uh, Sparta was uh, a, a huge yeah, Spartacus. Thing. Spartacus, sorry, yeah. yeah, was a huge series for him. He was a major part of that. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, as soon as I, I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely know him. So I had to look it up and, oh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, some of the other acting, you know, it's a sci-fi horror movie. Don't <laughs> expect too much. Uh, the, uh, you know, as you alluded to, there's some pretty cheesy lines, uh, that this sucks on so many levels that she's about to be sucked out the great <laughs> through a grate into space. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, but you know, some of them worked. The what's a bike cracked right. me up. Um, the they're being chased by Jason and they're leaving everything on the ship. And and that same uh, uh gal tells uh Rowan not to run her pants because Rowan's <laughs> wearing her clothes, right? That kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she was when, like, I, I can't think of the character's name, but yeah, she was a lot of the uh, Janessa, I think. I think that's the right there. She's a lot of like quick wit humor, kind of the annoying character at times, but like, yeah, you know, you got a few, she, it worked on a few times, uh, more than, more than just a few times. I think she was like, I don't think we got, she wasn't so bad that we were waiting on that satisfying kill. Cause we really didn't get one with her, but like just the whole, uh, her interactions with the students, I really didn't mind. 
There was no uh, like complete and total like jerk or bitch in this movie, right? Except for the professor was a little you know cringy, but he dies yeah. pretty quickly. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's a little scummy. He's just looking for some money. He's using his students to make money, you know, which is kind of a commentary on our uh, university in general, um, right. our university system in general. But, uh, you know, overall, there wasn't really that person you were just rooting for them to die. Right. Uh, but, you know, the, this movie was really kind of about the kills. Um, speaking of kind of cheesy lines that worked in this movie, when Broski gets uh, quote-unquote killed earlier in the movie, and the first uh, stabbing is uh, through a wall through his back, and he says, uh, you're going to have to do more than uh, tickle my ribs if you want to kill me. <laughs> and then a, the machete comes through, and he goes, yep, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good, you know, tough guy, space marine, kind of like, yeah. I ain't got time to bleed uh, kind of yeah. thing. But then all of a sudden, doop, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that works for me, <laughs> like or that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's again the the tone they said, especially once they get onto that spaceship. It, yeah, it was pretty fast paced. It was pretty, you know, like obviously a different style and tone from the previous films. And so I think a lot of the humor and like obviously the sci fi stuff. I think that's why I didn't mind Uber Jason. Yeah, because yeah, you know, like. Friday the 13th is campy to begin with, but this is some real sci-fi camp and, and kind yeah. of, the, but well done. You know what I mean? Like not a negative way. Like they, they pay tribute to a lot because it's kind of self-aware. It, it definitely is self-aware. It, it's not trying to take itself seriously. Right. It is pretty much, let's put Jason in a, uh, in a situation and give him plenty of people to kill and see what happens. Right. I mean, the the script pretty much writes itself, right? <laughs> yeah, more uh, or less, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you know, uh, one of the things in this one that's really hard to uh, determine is kill count. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I went and looked online, and, and they give him 24 deaths that on this. But we really don't know how many he kills because he destroys the... Uh, spaceship uh space station yeah actually and how uh, many people were living on that space station we have no idea <laughs> uh actually there's a there's a funny thing behind that uh yeah so, uh the director had actually had a comment because someone had like messaged him about like you know jason's kill count has skyrocketed to uh like twenty thousand because of how many yeah. people are on that space station. And he goes, you guys are being ridiculous. There was 19,400. Like, he has some random-ass number. <laughs> it was just below the rounded up. So That's hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah, he's uh, he's technically responsible for now. He is in the tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, he, at, at least 10,000 plus. We have yep. no idea how many, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, overall... Um, it was much more enjoyable. I do like one thing that New Line did with the the series, yeah. and that was to put a chase scene or a stalking scene at the beginning of the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Where in the previous movies, uh, it was you know there was always a kill to kind of get the movie started. Yeah, but it, it was never really a 
like stalking scene, like Jason hunting somebody. It was just, oh, here's a random person. Jason shows up and kills him. Right, right. Uh, so I, I kind of like that because it, it immediately builds that tension and gets you in the mood for what you're watching. Um, overall, not a not a bad movie. Not the best of the franchise by far. Right. But not, not the worst either oh, by no. far. Oh, far from. <laughs> so uh, what was your what was your kill of the week or favorite kill best kill whatever we want to call it uh well you have to give it you have to give credit to the the sleeping bag tribute but since, yeah since that's technically vr and he didn't actually kill anything you can't right i don't credit that so mine is uh i believe it was one of the marines uh there's a large drill instrument uh sitting in a hanger <laughs> And Jason just chunks this dude on top of the drill, and you just see him spin down it as he's going. Oh, down which, <laughs> yeah. which led to one of the cheesy lines of the movie because somebody says, "Well, I found so and so," and and Broski says, "Well, what's the situation? He's screwed." <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, I yeah. went with the the cryo freeze oh, and okay. smashing a face. It's so a damn he good takes, uh, yeah, he takes the one girl on the ship that's sympathetic to him, <laughs> and shoves her face in a bowl of cryofreeze. Apparently, it's just laying around in the sink, as you do and, in science, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shoves her head into it. And then that wasn't bad enough, but he smashes her face completely off of her, which was a pretty fun kill, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, the uh, the viewers uh, get to see that clip. In uh, on our video here, uh, I, oh, made, nice. I made sure to at least capture that, get that one uh, captured in there because it's a damn good one. But I don't know why. Like if he had just dropped the dude on the screw and he just stayed there, it probably yeah, I would have picked the cryo freeze. But something about him spinning down it was just perfect. <laughs> it was yeah, I, I love. Yeah, it. it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and 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 a typical uh, Jason kill, you know. Oh, absolutely. there was another one where he uh, picks up uh, one of the Marines and just breaks his back. Oh, over yeah, his yeah. knee and kind of like a Bane Batman style, which was pretty great too. <laughs> right. Uh, I and I love how these Marines just had no idea who, what they were dealing with. Nah, nah you know they, they, they were, were all just gung ho. Yeah, just, and of course, no one's listening to the one person, the scientist from the past, that can tell them, you know, what they need to do. They're just kind of ignoring her. Um. Because even in the future, misogynism is still a thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, another character that kind of had a, I, I'm not going to say his death was off screen, but the pilot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He gets slashed from behind. And, and I kind of like the pilot. He was kind of a dick, but he was also kind of <laughs> funny. Right. Um, he gets slashed from behind and, and you see the blood splatter and you go, oh, okay, well, no big deal. Well, later as they make their way to the bridge right. to uh, release the uh, shuttle, I mean, there's just body parts everywhere. Jason did not just stop with one slash of that guy. He cut him to pieces. Yeah, he had and to left, him. <laughs> <laughs> left body parts everywhere. Um, and... What was the deal with her having to cut off his mask? What is, I mean, is it so tight on his head now that it's just his skin's growing around it or what? Uh, I don't know other than like. Just to add some effects maybe. Well, I guess they just wanted to have a way to show his face but keep the mask on. And yeah. 
I guess with hockey being banned for the last 500 years, they don't know how to unstrap a hockey mask. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, you know. You know, and, and as you these said, are sexy scientists. We we can't really yeah. bring logic into it. <laughs> uh, and as you said, he was a bit less decomposed. So if you you know your theory is not a horrible theory that you know this is uh, a second version of Jason, um, in a separate timeline somehow. You know because we did have child Jason out there. Yeah, we just so they left is, him in a sewer. So. That's like, and that's kind of like, I don't know, I'm, it's fully stretching it, but I don't know. In the moment, I had to throw in a, a wild-ass fan theory. <laughs> I, it's not a bad one when you think about it. Um, and at least it, it, it writes off Jason Goes to Hell as a dream, so we can all forget about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, or it's a alternate timeline. Yeah, because you well, have two different Jasons after that. Yeah, now we're getting into so. the Jason multiverse where uh, Freddy versus yep. Jason versus Ash exists in the uh, for the comics. <laughs> did you? If, on a little side note, derailing this, did you ever see the Freddy versus Michael fight? Uh, no, I don't think so. That it was a fan uh, made fight, uh-huh. and uh, it's you know because a lot of people don't want to recognize, you know, like five of the Halloween movies where Michael is actually a demon. Right. right. Uh, they just want to say he's a man in a mask. And so they have this fight and Jason just cuts off his head. He just, they just walk up to each other and Jason just slices his head off into, into right. fight. you know, it was obviously made by a Friday the 13th fan. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess uh, we still got to rate it. What What's your thoughts on that? You know, for me, it's a solid three stars. It's uh, oh, okay. It's middle of the road. I do I do have an affinity for it because it was my uh, first Jason movie in theaters that I ever saw. But like, I mean, it it's not a perfect film, but I think it's good. It's 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 fine. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, honestly, it's a three for me, especially. Uh, Looking at it more, you know, analytically and after truly analyzing the entire series. Because, like, I mean, if, if I, I would probably have given it a four a few years ago. Yeah. But in just comparison to some of the other ones that, that we've discussed and really dived deep into it with somebody else besides just me fanboying over the franchise. But it's still a three. Right. It's not, in no way is that any kind of, like, a, a, a bad thing. A, a solid three for me. I, I gave it a two and a half, and okay. again, it's not that that's a uh, a bad rating. It, right. to me, was a very middle-of-the-road entry in the franchise. Yeah. It's not um, the best one I've seen, but it's by far and away not the worst one. Well, even at and, two, two and a half, I feel like, from what we talked before about how you said you felt when you watched it in theaters, I feel like it's, it's, got, it's grown on you a little better. <laughs> oh, for sure. It was uh, definitely... Uh, um, better than I remembered it. Okay. Um, yeah, parts yeah. parts of it are still you know cheesy and cringy, but right. again, once you realize that it, the film is aware of itself, it helps. And having watched it right on the hills of Jason Goes to Hell, um, <laughs> definitely made it seem like a better movie because I had seen Jason Goes to Hell probably you know five or six years before I saw Jason X without rewatching it before it came out in the theater. Right. So, um, you know, without the two to compare them, it, uh, it, it definitely the, the, 
analyzing these together and watching them back to back to back and analyzing them helped the value of this movie, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Um, so do we want to talk about where everything rates at this point? Or do we want well, to wait till we watch uh, I say we got the remake? More. Yeah, we got the remake. So that that's going to be next week's show. I say we uh, uh, we we rate everything with the remake. As okay, well. okay, can totally do that. So uh, uh, surprise, this one's uh, somewhere near the middle, just about where we said. I think where that's so, where it belongs. I, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you should definitely watch this movie if you're a horror fan. Um, you know, there's there's going to be parts that you're going to be laughing at, and there's going to be parts that you're going to be like, oh, that was a pretty solid kill. Oh, for uh, sure. And, and it laughs at itself, and it knows what it is. So enjoy it for what it is, uh, and, uh, you know, keep enjoying these horror movies. Oh, for sure. And keep enjoying us talking about these horror movies. <laughs> if... Uh... If you enjoyed what you heard, uh, you know, of course, give us a like. Give us a comment. What did you think about this film? I know uh, a lot of our viewers may have like this. Is, may also have been one of the first ones that you may, if you went and saw it in theaters, let us know. We'd love to hear from you about that. And of course, you know, share and subscribe to our channel. And look forward. We are nearing the end of the the Friday the Thirteenth uh, for now. As we get to, as we discussed previously, we'll be returning once we get through, get another one. And we got more movies on the, down the line planned. And we thank y'all for tuning in with us. Hopefully you're, uh, maybe you've enjoyed some of our uh, suggestions, what we've reckon, what we thought about them. Maybe you want to go back and re-explore these. But that is, yeah, yeah that is going to do it Not- for today. Oh, sorry. You got something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with everything you said. I didn't mean to interrupt your uh, spiel there. Uh, ah, no worries. All right. That's going to do it for today, so we'll catch y'all next time. See you next week, guys.